It's showtime. How's everybody doing? Oh, wait, I got to change something. This is very bad. Very bad of me. Very bad. Very, very, very bad. Now we're the damn couple. All right, how's everybody doing today? Hope everybody had a good weekend. I had a little stomach thing going on this weekend. A little stomach flu, I think. I don't know. It was bad. I don't want to. I just. I, I could be. I could just was not told you. I don't know why I just fucking fessed that up. But <laughs> I don't want to print, want to print, act, pretend like I, I was. I wasn't. I, I had a little stomach thing. I, I was. And I am like any typical man. I, am I not hugely just incredibly brave and strong when I get sick? Okay. It was pathetic. <laughs> still a little patheticish right now. <laughs> Just to be real, um, still, still not good. I am, I am, I can literally like I've dislocated my own fingers and popped them back in a socket and shit like that. And I'm, I broken bones, not a big deal, like decent amount of pain every single day. But you give me a little bit of a sniffle or like any sort of stomach flu, and I am a fucking six year old. It's, it's really, and I'm like not even talking like a brave six year old, like <laughs> with the lip and everything. I see you. I see you. Why are you freaking? She wanted to say hi early. So awesome sauces saying hello to everybody early. So how you doing, Slatsukin? Whatever. Whatever. I like the name. Peaceful Lifter, <laughs> Janet, how are you? Um, I did want to tell everybody right here, you can get our book, Fuck Being Fat, Solve Your Weight Problems Once the Throttle Math Willpower. Um, and it gives you access to the app for a month in the Hunger Management Support Group, that sort of thing. Also live pre-recorded yoga I mean, yoga, Tabata, uh, Bozu, all sorts of stuff. Crystal went for a walk with people earlier. What's going on with you? Crazy. <laughs> um, Elizabeth, how are you doing? Uh, Josephine, Angela, Final 30, Jessica, Anna, Brian, Savar, how are you? Annie L., what's going on? Sherry, what's up? Uh, I've been taking no more for two weeks now, and I literally have no hunger cues Feel full after a small amount and lost seven pounds so far. Absolutely great product. Thank you very much. That is amazing. We appreciate you. Um, I am going to actually take a take a screenshot of that. Whoop, hang on. <laughs> screenshot of it, and then we're going to send it away to ourselves because that's what I do. Um, <laughs> she gets she she needs to make the show all about herself. Um, and I, I'm just, I'm collecting all these, uh, screenshots, just one for marketing, but two, I just really, I'm really proud of the, the product and how well it's helping people. And we were talking about it earlier, but Dakota, how are you? Kimberly, uh, Ohio here, Ohio. I, I lived in Ohio. I lived in Cleveland for a long, and I mean a long time ago, before 2000, a long time ago. No. Uh, hello from embarrassed to say Chicago is it Chicago. Or is it L.A.? I'd be embarrassed. If I lived in Chicago right now, I'd be embarrassed. Or Illinois. Not because, like, you guys are embarrassing, but your fucking government is embarrassing. Like, move. It's about to be the purge up in that motherfucker. For real. Uh, I've been on No More Bitty for over a month, and uh, now I love it. When I was going to snack this weekend, uh, I, I, I could hear you yell, it's the food. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I love it. It's the food. Thank you very much. That went over. That went over well with some people, but believe it or not, we actually got some like really upset people for me screaming into the microphone. Like, are you fucking new here, or something? I don't. I don't get it. Um, anyway, pull this up over here. Ah! Okay, we're good. Okay. The screen went black. 
uh, whatever. Let's see. Probably get out of Cali. No yeah. shit, Cali. I'd get out of Cali too. No kidding. Mark is in Cali today. Mm. He's with the Ambrosia guys. Is this Crystal? She's beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Unless you, I'm sorry, but there's not going to be another woman in my house. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, unless she brings them in, unless, unless it's a friend of hers and I, I would not be on, I don't do, I don't, I get nervous talking about, it. I don't like when people like, we always tell this one story where this waitress was actually like flirting with me while she, Crystal was sitting there and I'm like either oblivious or I get really nervous. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Like people, I, I mean, people send like weird, like they, I half it's trolling, but they'll send weird shit to like our Instagram or something like, how are you? Like, and I'm like. First of all, she's signed into all my shit. Like I don't, I, what I don't know anybody that does what we do that shouldn't do that. Like I mean, your, your significant other is going to need to be signed in all your shit because people are weird. Mm -hmm. That's one, but two, like it's no, it's fine. I find society so fucked up. Hey, from Italy, what's going on? Oh, very cool. I'm from Pennsylvania. What's up? Pittsburgh's a fucking shithole now. Sorry to hear that. I'm not sorry. I'm sorry about it because I've been there. But. Uh, hey guys, sitting down to the most boring meal that I absolutely love. It's scrambled eggs, whites, scrambled egg whites filled with spices and some steamed broccoli. Sounds good nice. to me. Sounds good to me too. <laughs> hey Alan, two weeks no morbidity, lost two pounds, no sugar cravings, able to stick to my 1600 calorie diet for the first time. I'm 5'3". That's outstanding. That's fucking great. Very happy. Very, very happy for you. I'm just saving all these up. I appreciate you. Today, we're going to do our, our, and I think we're at the end. Good, good, good. <laughs> Uh, Pennsylvania. It is really Pennsylvania. Philly side, not Pittsburgh side. P Pittsburgh is the redneck capital of the North, but it's also got bad northern shit too. Like this thing. It's weird. Uh, living in West Palm, I, we're not ever moving from Florida. Ever, ever. Ever. Dude, you robbed the cradle. <laughs> <sighs> Thank you, but I, I mean, and I'm not, the age disparity is not that much. Just so you know, I'm not going to give away, I'm not going to give away the age difference, but it's not that much. But I agree, it very much looks so. When I was still out of shape, we talk about this fairly often. Our son was still young. When I was still out of shape, like like fat and like you know, uh, oh, and I've been turning gray forever. So I just had a I was bald and had a little bit of gray hair because my son went through a thing for a while where he did not like me to be completely shaved headed. It was like so I'm not going to do it. And then like she would just like throw her hair up into a ponytail and put it through a hat and we would go like walk around the mall. And these people are looking at me like I'm some sort of molester. Like, because like, it looks like they're like, it, she, she and our, like my son is, was taller than her when he was like fucking eight, you know? <laughs> and so it's like, they look like they're my kids, not my wife and, and stuff. But I look a little younger than I did now that I do. I look a little younger now than I did then. So. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this is our weekly series where we talk about uh, different uh, different uh, documentaries that you can find. This one, whoops, this one is a pretty interesting one. It's called Uninflame Me, and I, we've watched it before, Crystal and I, and I was kind of surprised, and we're going to share the, uh, this is the trailer. We're not going to share the whole thing, whole bit, uh, the whole movie. You can watch this movie, the full movie, on YouTube. You can also watch it on, on Tubi. Um, I was very, very happily surprised that a lot of our conclusions of how we also help coach people and things we talk to people about for their generalized health 
coincide very, very much with, with a lot of the show's findings and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get to watch the documentary, but I will after. Um, and then we're going to do, we're going to try to do, I'm, I'm going to do a better job of posting up the, the, the video for next week earlier. It was, a, it was a crazy week. And, and again, I got sick over the weekend. My, my tummy hurt. So she's nursed me back to health as she always does. But, um, I just want to give like a quick synopsis of the, of the, of the movie, like, like what you, what, like one of the reasons why you think it's important and then we'll go over. Yeah. The I, I think this documentary is really worth watching just for the simple fact that there are doctors in the documentary talking about how our food and our lifestyle choices can affect our health. And I think a lot of times that's ignored and not, you know, I think we need more of a light shined on that, that, you know, our life choices definitely affect our health, you know, and food is such a a big portion of that food and activity, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought it was really great that, doctors were, were talking about it. And I also liked that they mentioned how doctors don't really learn much about nutrition um, when they go to school. And if they want to learn about that, they have to kind of seek that out on their own. So, mm-hmm. and you've always said that. And so I thought that was really great that they addressed that. You know, that's one of the things I f- we find kind of amazing. And I say this a lot to, to a lot of people. And I, I don't think they, they necessarily, like, of course, I, I don't think a lot of people believe this, like how I present myself, it, it, like, it's just me being who I, who I am, but it does leave it open to the option where people don't necessarily, like, they try to discredit the things we say because of how I talk, of course, but I, uh, you know, I, I was a healthcare executive for a long time. I worked with doctors, nurse, I, we, like, I was an executive to the level where we employed doctors, you know, like they were like, I, and things of that nature. And I was always kind of taken aback at how little, uh, how little they, they know about nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, a good 40% of our clientele, maybe not now, but at one point in time, a good 40% of our clientele was doctors, nurses, physicians, assistants, mm-hmm. uh, people that, people that you would think know better, but it's just, they're very unhealthy. Um, this, I think documentary does a great job talking about like the healthcare industry without actually, t- like they don't mean to, I don't think, but yeah, I don't think that they're trying to be like down on the, you know, on doctors or medical care in any way. They're just recognizing room for improvement, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's really good. I mean, they did, they, they talk about the, how the system is set up where it's a pill for every occasion, you know, like. We don't have, and you guys have heard me talk about this before, and I believe Chris was even talk, talked about it. We don't have a preventative uh, healthcare model. We, we very much treat uh, illness and acute injury. We treat it. We don't, we don't try to prevent well, either of those things, frankly. But the issue that, we, that you find with that is since we don't actually cure it, we just treat it, right? And we don't prevent it. And I will argue... That and I don't think this movie goes, this documentary goes far into it. But you know, I will always point to. They, 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 at one point in time, they were talking about the number of di- diabetics. This was from 2018, so they listed off the number of diabetics in America, like 29 million. I would venture to say it's probably closer to 50 million people that are type two diabetic. I would bet you. I, I would bet you, if we stuck to the actual. Uh, guidelines for pre-diabetes, I would bet you that there's 150 million people in America that are pre-diabetic 
or more. I bet you, I would bet you it's in the 40 percentile range or more of the populace that is pre-diabetic by sugar or by A1C, maybe. Okay. And that's dangerous, very. And they're not going to present it as dangerous because the people that make metformin would love if every single person in the United States needed metformin, you know, and the people that sold the sugary products that you, that people buy that cause people to need metformin would be very, very, very happy if everybody ate them every single day because they want to make money. Um, I mean, I'm literally seeing metformin commercials like pharmaceutical, like drugs should not like drugs should not be advertised to the generalized population in the terms of like, go ask your doctor. We should have maybe advertisements of here is the possible problems and ramifications of it. But this is like, if you're having this, this is go ask your doctor about this. And then they list off as fast as they can the side effects, unless it's one of the mRNA, mRNA vaccines, because then they just don't talk about side effects. But it's like, uh, it's very real, real that they would love if everybody was on these medications. Like, I mean, th that's what the, their business. So they're not trying to like that. And nobody can find me a medication that you take one time and it cures something for good. Like in France, like it's just not there. I'm not saying that it's because they're not trying to do it. I'm just saying they make more money if everybody does this, if everybody needs it. And I think that this is part of uh, what this movie talks about. This movie is obviously uninflame me. It talks about uh, inflammation and systemic inflammation, chronic inflammation is what leads to most illnesses. Yeah. And I don't think there's enough conversation about how inflammatory foods can be, mm -hmm. especially if you're making poor food choices and how like there are some foods that can help with inflammation too, you know, and they cover that a little bit in this documentary. I mm -hmm. thought that was really great because there is a good balance that you can have, you know, and I also like um, that they discuss trying not to have that all or nothing mentality like, okay, I'm going to have a perfect diet. And then when you fall off and you have some sugar or something, mm -hmm. then you feel like you failed. And then you're like, well, it's too hard. I can't do it. And you just quit mm -hmm. when instead it should be this new lifestyle that we're keeping forever. And in order for that to happen, you know, you have to forgive yourself or even plan on having an indulgence now and again, especially mm -hmm. in social situations. Just make sure that you try to be mindful about the portion size. And then after you have that treat, then you're right back to eating your healthy foods that properly fuel your body. Right. That's, that's, I mean, that's the premise by what we go by. Right. I, I eat something every week that most like the bodybuilding world be like, Oh my God, like, but I love it. So I'm going to, you know, I, there's, I mean, we talk about it all the time. Crystal and I have outlined very serious things. That I, they're like, they're, I have food rules. And I mean, people are like, Oh, you shouldn't have any rules around food. Really? Fuck, you shouldn't like, I mean, I don't fuck. If you, even if you know the food's bad for you, because like, I'm sorry, sugar is not healthy for you. It's just good. <laughs> like it tastes good. Right. Um, somebody said uh, regarding diabetes, you have to differentiate. We have to differentiate between type one and type two. I normally do, but we don't actually have to, as I'm talking about diabetes in general and the number of diabetes. I understand that for a lot of type one diabetics, they get very upset because it's not there. It's, it's, there's nothing they can do about it. 
But you think we have to, I just think we should talk about diabetes and sugar. Because if you're a type 1 diabetic and you're ingesting sugar, you're not very fucking smart either. Okay? So I hear what you're saying, couch potato. However, type 1 diabetics shouldn't ingest sugar either. Uh, it's just that they can't, they have no choice. 90% of type two diabetes is avoidable by lifestyle decisions and lifestyle choices. And that's just statistical fact. But to say we need to differentiate, I normally do. I always talk about type two diabetes being 90%, you know, uh, 90% uh, avoidable. But for this, if you're diabetic and you're eating sugar, you're fucking stupid, period. Uh, I mean, it's, if you literally have to inject a synthetic, uh, a synthetic pharmaceutical into you or take medication from a pharmaceutical to counteract something that you ingest, you know, type two diabetes can't be, can't be reversed. Can it? Some people say it can. So it depends on how you look at it. We have, we've had many people that are no longer type two diabetic by their results, but technically I would imagine that they still are. So uh, anyway, we are going to, we're, what are you saying? Oh, I just, what, could you scroll back up? I like this. Someone said that uh, I cooked myself pasta dish on my birthday because it was my birthday and I wanted noodles. I didn't become, it didn't become my steady diet though, Lady Hawk. I thought that was really awesome. And that's something that I do too. A lot of times for my birthday, I'll have a bagel because I like them, but I don't eat them very often. It's usually like my birthday, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's not what I would eat on a daily basis because that's just not good for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I mean, the same thing, like occasionally what, like, it's a matter of what you take in between the indulgences. Mm -hmm. Like you, you said this one line one time, like people treat treats like their food instead mm -hmm. of treat like their treats, like pasta, like ultra processed carbohydrates should be viewed for pleasure only. That's how we got to the hunger management method where it's like, those, I, there's two types of food, foods that are healthy for you and foods that are for pleasure, you know, not to say that some foods that are for pleasure can't be healthier for you. And that some foods that are healthy for you can't be also for pleasure, you know, but veggies, fruit, like food, actual fucking foods, foods <laughs> you know, uh, are foods for health and stuff for pleasure is there are certain degrees of it. But it should be viewed that way. It should be ingested that way. Same thing as how we talk about sugar. And they did a good job talking in this movie about it, where uh, sugar is a huge portion of the problem, you know. And I, I will also point out to you again, like sugar is a huge portion of the problem. And our government itself subsidizes the sugar industry by $4 billion a year. Like, I mean, it's just like we you need like it's set up for everybody to need these things. And that's just not not great, you know. Um Let's see here. Uh, I did want to go over. We have the trailer, so we can pull this up a little bit. We can go through it. Yeah. Boom, right here. And then, boom. If you look at the top 10 leading causes of death in the United States, there's only two that are not related to information. We have a generation of children whose life expectancy is going to be shorter than their parents. By a lot right now. I mean, we, I don't know if, if folks are aware, but the United States has lost two, uh, a year or two of life expectancy already in the last two years. We were at 78. Now, it's, I believe it's at 76. Um, wait, wait, because I, I say this often. The wave of disease coming is just, and we're, we're both atheists, but the wave of disease coming is biblical, like biblical in nature. It's horrible. 
we are calling this generation generation rx what this is showing is just that i'm kind of chronically inflamed but we don't really know the reason at this moment this was no life all right got my prescription and my blood drawn for this week I, I had to make a change. One of the challenges of conventional medicine is that it's very medication and procedure oriented. Conventional medicine. That the the number of prescriptions you just saw right there was for a woman relatively young, and I believe she was in her early late thirties, early forties, and she was not obese, you know, like at all. Like this is just she was living in a state of chronic inflammation, you know. It's very good for acute care issues. You have trauma, you have heart attack, you have cancer. You want the acute care hospital to help take care of that. But if you have a chronic disease that you're going to have for many, many years, you know, acute care hospitals are really not set up for that. You know, the same that there's a pill for every ill, you're just kind of putting a lot of band-aids on problems. So it's better to kind of step back, do some testing and figure out what is the root cause, why. You know, physicians don't get taught this. This is completely postgraduate education information. They have to want to know this information. So they graduate medical school with the ability to practice medicine. They're maybe given one class out of their whole uh, doctorate work, right, on nutrition. It is not taught. Every doctor would completely admit that, that this is nothing I learned in school. And now, how do I go get this information? I have to go spend time and money away from my family and thousands of dollars on this education, but it is so enriching. You only get one life. I want to live. I want to see my daughters graduate from college and walk down the aisle someday. I want to know my grandchildren someday. I want my life and I will continue to fight for and nourish my life. So that was the trailer for it. Um, I was thinking since it, I mean, I got to be real. Like it's such a close proximity to a lot of the stuff we have said over the years and say on a daily basis that, you know, I think we can, you know, answer questions based off of our thoughts on it uh, to everybody. So if you, if you would like to like, like to just ask questions, please do. I do suggest everybody really, really watch this movie and really try, try to take it in. I don't want anybody to ever think that Crystal or I is telling you not to listen to your doctor. Okay. Ever. Oh, no. <laughs> ever. I am saying very clearly that your doctor should be able to tell you the why for everything that they tell you to do. If they don't, they don't. If they, they should be able to tell you what's causing the issue. I mean, we just, we live in such a very strange portion of society right now where people like want to be told they're amazing and stuff's happening to them versus it's their own hand that doctors are getting even more uh, hesitant to do so, when you think? I do, but I think that there's something very empowering with recognizing that you can take action. There are things that you can do, you know? Like, that. to me, that's much better than feeling like it's there's nothing you can do about it. Exactly, exactly. This one is, hello, Alan and Crystal. Glad to see you. Uh, glad to see your better half has joined us. I ordered my pla uh, plant of protein, peanut butter, cup of protein, 
I usually never like plant-based protein powders. I love it. I absolutely love it that mixes stuff. mixes very well, yeah. which I find with vegan protein powders sometimes isn't, isn't the case. It, mm-hmm. it blends very well. It doesn't have that gritty, right. this is like, th- th- like a lot of vegan protein powders are like, this is hemp. <laughs> like, I know this is hemp. Yeah, they you know, feel like, they yeah. like a grittiness to them. I don't see many documentaries addressing how long it takes for the typical American to eat a meal. We seem to devour our food super fast. I feel very fucking judged right now. Do y'all think it contributes to obesity as well as nutrition? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I eat slow. Yeah. <laughs> I eat extraordinarily. I eat like somebody's trying to steal my food. I'm working on it. It's one of the one of the things why Crystal started uh, – when once we first started, once we got before no morbidity, like in 2020, like the second half of 2020, once she devised like a scheme to try to get a hold of my binging, because at the beginning of 2020, when the pandemic hit, it was out of fucking control. Like I was binging every day, just a lot of food. Right. And then uh, once we got a hold of that, I dropped down to right around 200 ish pounds, like 205, 210, maybe. Uh, cause I was up at like 215, 220 and I was going to get to 260 pretty quickly as I was eating, but she, cause she loved me and has saved my life more times than I can possibly fucking count. Uh, got a hold of it quickly and, you know, basically, ch- you know, helped us change the course, but we got to the stage where I was like, okay, I'm eating pretty much steak and veggies. Why am I not losing more weight? You know, I'm, I was working out for about an hour a day outside just because I loved it, not because I was trying to force it. But I, mean, we were, I was trying not to do I was doing back to backs of your uh, suspension system training right when you were putting it together. And uh, I'm like, just not losing weight. And then we started weighing out my food a little bit here and there. And we realized, oh, I'm eating a pound and a half of steak <laughs> pretty fucking quickly. You know, like not a pound, a pound and a half. So what we did is like we started, we kept putting that amount of food on my plate, right? So I would eat, but once I got 66 to 75% of the way through the plate, I would stop, drink some water, and wait. She would, we would talk, mm-hmm. you know? And then if I was still hungry 20 minutes later, I would eat the rest of the food. If not, we put the food up. Mm-hmm. Yep, save it for later. Yeah, because yeah. we're huge leftover people. By the way, I had, you know I had somebody tell me on, on a live the other day that they, just won't, they refused to eat leftovers? I thought of you. <laughs> Left- to me, that's like wasting food, and I'm that hurts my soul. <laughs> yeah. Leftovers are, sac- are are very very like sacred in the house. Like if you're gonna eat Crystal's leftovers, you need to have written permission. Like, you had to ask me first. Make sure there has to be an agreement that it's okay. Make sure that shit's in triplicate. <laughs> Last week, I saw a 400 pound person in real life in a grocery store in Germany, and I was so fucking shocked. It's crazy if you really look forward to it. We see it all the goddamn time here. Like, I mean, I can, I can fucking guarantee you that we could enter into society and we live in a pretty healthy area of America. Just to be real, Florida's pretty, like our area, like by the coast, especially pretty fucking healthy. People are out and about all the time. We don't have the winter where people gain the extra, like where they don't have as much activity. People are walking constantly around here. I can fucking guarantee you that I can step outside this door. We can go for a walk around the block and any give, there's going to be a neighbor anywhere sitting in their driveway playing cornhole or whatever because that weighs 400 pounds. But that guy doesn't watch this. (laughs) Um, But for real, like, I mean, it happens here all the time. 400-pound people are very common in America. It used to be that, like, like, to weigh 300 pounds, I remember when uh, 
just the, the Undertaker, just brother-in-law. When they built, when they said he weighed 300 pounds, I was like, oh my God, 300 pounds. Now that's fucking nothing, you know? I got the couple this week, had a mild fever Saturday. Oh, the coof. I, I had something, just something stomach going on. I don't know what was, what was up. So I feel much better though. Also, I found out, I found that if you want to cheat food, is it better to, or at least to take an attempt to make it yourself rather than order out? You have more control prepared. That's what I like to do. Um, but, you know, I think it's okay to go out to eat and have an indulgent meal on occasion too. You know, I, I, what I, we like to do is we like to plan for it, account for it more so than it being considered a cheat thing though, mm -hmm. because then it feels like you did something wrong. And instead we like to look at it as, okay, I'm going to really make sure that I focus on my nutrition earlier in the day, get enough protein, drink enough water, because I know I'm going to have this indulgent meal for dinner. You know, it's the weekend, it's date night, you know, want to go out and have a nice meal and not worry about it. So I'm going to make sure that, that you know, yesterday I ate really well. This morning I'm going to focus on my nutrition before we go out. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good way to do it. Um, but also I love making those kind of meals at home yeah. and then it's a healthier version of it. And then when I do that, I find that we don't go out to eat as often because no. we can have something just as good at home and it's so much better for us. People should be trying new recipes. We, uh, part of our coaching, by the way, uh, you know, we do have like where we give you sample recipes and those sorts of things. Let me, let me actually put this back up here. Um, you know, sample recipes also that, you know, we give you a caloric range and all like that instead of like an actual number. But we try all sorts of recipes all the time. That's how Crystal, I mean, I, I talked about it before. Crystal makes me a, a keto coffee cake, basically. And it's just absolutely fucking delicious. It's sweet. We don't have it all the time just because it's sweet. Mm -hmm. But it's fucking like high protein fiber. Like it's keto cake and it just tastes amazing. I would take that 10 times over 10 over going out and having something else, especially because I eat gluten-free, you know, because a lot of times gluten-free is not very fucking good. She's fucking bomb with gluten-free. But This is Dallin. Uh, my A1C went from 13.5 to 5. Diabetes is reversible as long as one keeps it. The change is Dallin's right. Absolutely. Oh, was somebody trying to say I was wrong? I don't think so. I think you were just uh, fucker? with you. <laughs> <laughs> she sees me for what it is. I know, it's just <laughs> uh, Let's see. I will have spaghetti on my birthday only. See, I mean, but you sh it's, it's your birthday. Yeah. But the that's problem great. is, people treat every day like their fucking mm -hmm. birthday. You say that to people all the time. Is it your birthday? Your guilty pleasure is watermelon. Nice. That's nice. a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, what if I'm making the pasta and breads from scratch? I've been wondering if it's. Uh, Still too much for my family. Depends. It still depends on how often, mm -hmm. you know. Like, if you make bread from scratch once a week and eat it, that's fucking phenomenal compared to eating bread every day bought out and shit like that. But if you're eating it every day, like I still, I, I used to bake all of our own bread. I know people fucking like really. Like I used to bake all of our own bread, mm -hmm. but I would overeat it too. Like I literally, when I would make spaghetti sauce, because I would make spaghetti sauce, red gravy, as Italians know it, uh, from actual tomatoes and boil them down and everything like that. I would make a tester bread, like a tester loaf of Italian bread, just to dip it. Like that's too much, too, too much. I question why they call diabetes chronic and progressive. How is a, uh, A1C of 6.4 reversible, but an A1C of 6.6 .6 is chronic. I mean, a lot of it is study. A lot of it is them like 
how do I say this without? Okay. To believe that the healthcare industry that is funded and fueled primarily by the pharmaceutical industry is not going to set certain parameters to be able to sell medications or you know, prescribe. They don't even sell you shit. They prescribe it. They don't even sell it to you. They, they prescribe it to you, right? It's the same thing like um, high blood pressure used to be categorized about 10 years ago as 130 over at 90 or 130 over 80 or something like that. And then they moved it to 120 over 80. So anybody that was over 120 over 80 for high blood pressure was given high blood pressure medication. Why? What was the change? Has it gotten better since then? Like, has instances of high blood pressure and stuff like that gone down? No, the only thing that's gone, the only thing that's improved is the profit margins for blood pressure medications. You know, I mean, it's instead of saying maybe you shouldn't, you know, you should get some activity, you should get proper hydration and stuff like that. They don't do that stuff. So it's very, very true. Yeah, but how long are, do you feel satisfied when you have processed foods? Just really in that moment, right? She's saying like, not satisfying. Oh, not satisfying. Oh, I, th- I misread it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you said satisfying, but they're addicting. <laughs> Crystal was coming for you. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I was just saying, like, well, some people do feel like, you know, oh, well, you know, I don't feel like I'm satisfied if I don't have that you know, piece of bread with the meal, or if I don't have the pasta with the meal or something like that. And so I've heard it both ways. Mm-hmm. So I just misread it. I apologize. <laughs> she was coming for you. No, I wasn't. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, imagine how much those meds cost. The out-of-pocket cost for the medications that we saw on that thing are probably still hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. The actual cost of what's billed is even more because they know that they can build the insurance companies, the insurance companies that like, it's this thing where it's like, it's, They try to share the cost. It's what I always talk about to people. Like one person, like to have a a population of people that treat, mistreat their, their life themselves through via lifestyle. And it causes them to in fact, you know, enter the healthcare system. Everybody pays for that. You know, this hits hard as my friend just lost her dad to cancer. If you're able to extend your lifespan, fucking take a chance because it's not everybody like, I nine pounds when you're 90, I'm telling you, do you think type two diabetes has anything to do with your genetics? This worries me as both my parents and grandparents on both sides, uh, have had it. I do believe there's, I mean, just like anything else, there's genetic, deep, deep, uh, genetic disposition for just about anything for obesity, everything like that. Like if you can look, you could look at me compared to other men, like my, I have a genetic disposition to have wide shoulders. My, You would know this even more if you met my dad, who is actually wider than me, and my grandfather was wider than him. Um, But that doesn't mean, like, we're... uh, I would say that's even more reason to really pay attention to what you're eating. Yeah. And, you know, it's a reason to be really mindful about how you treat your body. I think everybody should treat it as if they have a predisposition for diabetes. Mm -hmm. Like, because if everybody did, then everybody would treat it like it's an actual issue when it's not like for people to be like, yeah, I got diabetes. They're just like, eh, like that, like as if it's not like destroying, you know, your veins, your arteries and like stuff like that. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's like, you know, again, I I say this and I, I don't want to be right about this. I, 
anybody that's been like familiar with my, my stuff over the last couple of years, I don't want to be right about none of this, but I can guarantee you I'm going to be right about this. And I don't want to be the wave of chronic illness that is coming for younger and younger people, especially is going to be terrifying. If, unless we, unless we correct this shit, it's going to be terrifying. Everybody should treat themselves as if they have a genetic predisposition for lots of illnesses, especially now, because our lifestyles are so horrible, you know? We do this. Mm-hmm. We eat with chopsticks. Yeah. <laughs> fairly, fairly slower. Math and willpower are culturally inappropriate. Okay, uh, I don't get why math and willpower isn't a more common, uh, commonly used phrase. It's so logical. And then this one, how is it culturally inappropriate? I, and I'm being serious. I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna knock you. I just, I don't know how. Like, and I don't. And I, you could be joking, and I could be like, is there's an LOL. I just, I'm missing the joke. Yeah, no, I, I think so. When I eat, a, yeah, I think they're kidding too. I, just, I don't know. When I eat a meal, sometimes I feel like seconds. It uh, may uh, it make myself sit and wait at least fifteen minutes and decide if I'm really hungry to get more. Yeah, I would drink some water too. Yeah, drink some water. I I'm like I'm bad like where I don't want it. I don't want there to be leftovers. I don't know why. She's like, she's like, complete opposite. she's I, like, make sure there's leftovers. I will eat half so I can save the other half. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know that I had ordered, that I ordered no morbidity, ember and flora and I'm down 11 pounds in eight days, have more energy, clear mind, cravings are way down. And I even started walking three miles a day. Oh, that's awesome. Great job. That is amazing. Thank you very much. I love it when healthy habits lead to other healthy, healthy habits. So that, great. <laughs> that is, and that is the key. Like it's momentum, you know, like. We should actually do it. Like, actually, 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 do a video this afternoon about it. It's momentum. Like, you build yourself up a little bit of momentum. It's like how people fall off their diet, right? Like, oh, I had a bad weekend, so I fell off my diet. Focus on what you can do to get get your gears back on, because it shouldn't be a diet, okay? You fell off your healthy habits of living, right? Go to your hydration. I guarantee you, that started it all. You did not get hydrated, because if people like. If you drink an ounce of fluid per pound of your body mass, it's hard to fucking overeat. I'm just going to be real. Like it's, it's really, it's hard to overeat. You can, if you, if you eat very highly calorically dense foods, maybe, but. Also, if you feel, feel like you fell off your diet, for example, over the weekend, you probably fell off your hydration too, almost always. And so you should really focus on that first anyway, because you probably fell off that as well. Very good point. <laughs> See, fucking genius. Leftovers are unintended meal prep. No, they're intended. She, she wants us to have leftovers. <laughs> I will make extra just to make sure. <laughs> That's We make enough so she can have leftovers for breakfast or lunch. ADHD does 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 have a lot to do with impul, impulsivity com, uh, compulsion, so it's extra difficult for some of us to regulate our appetite. There's been studies on on it, but the fat acceptance got butthurt over it. I mean, I will eat mindlessly. You know, I I, I I absolutely will. That's why we talk about mindful eating all the time. I'm pretty I, I'm pretty used to weighing my food since I uh, since I but in a bulk portion Costco. Oh, buying bulk. Yeah. 
We don't, I just, I eye it up yeah. anymore. I still do. The only things I measure out are things that I know that I will over portion myself on mm-hmm. like nuts. If I'm going to have a bowl of cereal, those are things I measure out because I know I'll just dump it in there or like just I'll eat way more than I should in a portion. So, so this is a, this is a, a, a tricky topic. Okay. That I'm about to say some, some controversial shit that's going to upset some people. But if you're, if you're trying to get healthier, if you're doing it in a healthful way, especially if you're trying to get health healthier, like say, say you want to cut sugar completely out of your diet because you don't like you, you have a problem with it or you don't want it in your life or something like that. And your spouse isn't willing to give up sugar for you. I mean, I got to be real. Crystal doesn't even eat fucking bread until I, unless I say, hey, please, why don't you get the bread here or a roll? Because when I, when I started having problems with, with, uh, with gluten fucking my stomach up, I was still craving it very bad. I grew up eating Italian bread fucking three times a day. It was hard for me at first. Now I don't even miss it. I really don't. But she knew it was hard for me, so she stopped, you know? Um, like... It's one thing if they, they are going to try, but if it's just like, if they're just not on board, you really need to have a very serious conversation because if they're eating that unhealthily anyway, even if they're healthy at that point in time, it's not healthy for them either. And you should give a shit about them. You know, they should definitely give a shit about you. And especially if you have problems with food, like one of the things I find rather annoying is that when people are trying to lose weight and they're like, but my, you know, my significant other brought home pizza, knowing, knowing that I can't say no to pizza. Like just on, you know, they, they know you're trying and, and, and then they bring on pizza. That's not really that caring. You know, it's, it's not really all that nice to do, you know? Uh, and I just don't think that it was, you know, I don't think that that, I think that that needs a conversation to be had. Yeah. It is so much easier if you can help each other and support one another. It does make it so much easier. I agree. There are definitely obese people in, in my part of Canada, but I've never seen a 400 pound except for travel in America. Wow. Everywhere. Yeah. The airport was, the airport this past time wasn't that as bad. It was still bad. Really? Oh yeah. Honey, when I went to Pittsburgh, it was so fucking much worse. Like it was like at one point in time and I've like, I thought I was getting punked almost like, it was like, holy <laughs> shit. There is a lot of fat people right around me right now. They're coming for me. They recognize me. <laughs> I'm from Kentucky. If you set a marble on the level ground, it will start rolling uh, uh, that direction from gravity. Wow. Same thing with Shaq, 300-pound basketball players. We were shocked, right? I mean, like, everybody's like, oh, my God, he's enormous. He's huge, blah, blah, blah. At his biggest, like, when they were calling Shaq fat, he only weighed, like, 350 pounds. And I say only, but he's, like, also, like, seven foot eight or nine. <laughs> like, he's, like, you know, and he's not just, like, He's like seven two or seven three or something like that. He's not just tall. He's like a fucking thick man. He's mm-hmm. like Paul White, like the Big Show. I met him one time when I w- was working in Cleveland. We're not like the same species. You know what I mean? Like he very clearly is like one of the genetic anomalies we talk about. And it's still that he's not going to live that long because he's just that big. You know? Let's see. <sighs> Too many treat cheat foods have become uh, overly accessible and incorporated into everyday meals rather than uh, one off here and there. Mm-hmm. Breakfast food. Yeah, gosh. The concept of breakfast food is fucking <laughs> stupid. Just to, just to be real, breakfast is not the most like. First of all, 
there's no most important meal in the fucking day. It's just food. It's ingestion. You know, there's no like, there's no like fueling your day. I got to, you know, if you have extra fat rolls, you got plenty of fucking fuel, you know, especially, but there's no fueling your day with anything like that. Like it, you don't need to, you don't need to ingest like 40 grams of sugar. Mm-hmm. Like first thing in the fucking morning, like we were, we were the, on the, on the uh, documentary from today, they were talking about how the average teenager, and this is 2018, the average teenager was taking in 34 teaspoons of sugar in a fucking day. They're supposed to have four. Yep. You know, 34. They're supposed to have four. If they drink a Coca-Cola, a can of Coca-Cola, they're already at 10. It's, I mean, it's these things. Like, people, and people just, just, they just take it in as if they... That people treat their bodies like they have a spare. You know, it's just crazy. And I find that breakfast is the meal that people have the biggest trouble with understanding how to eat it in a healthy way. Yeah. Like they, because they're so used to eating processed carbs for breakfast, they have a hard time imagining eating a healthy meal for breakfast. And that's it. That's why, you know, it's like the biggest struggle for people sometimes is learning how to do breakfast in a healthy way. Yeah. Eat eggs, steak. I've had people be like, well, that, you, know, I, you know, I need to eat breakfast food. I'm like chicken's breakfast food as far as I'm concerned. Not for me because I fucking don't eat chicken. It's disgusting. But um, <laughs> is it true that eating salmon every day is bad? In what way? Like eating, I would say eating sugar every day is bad. I would say eating salmon every day, if there is any possible way that eating salmon every day is bad, I would say that it is just completely dwarfed in badness by the amount, by drinking, a, you know, drinking any type of process, any drinking or eating any type of processed sugar. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you can find something that could be negative about any fucking thing, depending on if the quantity and everything like that, besides water. And even then people are like, you can overdose on water. Like, you know how <laughs> fucking hard it is? And normally the person doesn't actually even overdose on water. Normally the person, you know, fucking uh, fucks up their electrolyte balance and they dilute their fucking system out to the point where their potassium levels and their fucking magnesium levels fucking plummet, you know? But I don't know. Like, I, I would say no, but, you know, I, I we, we've been through the whole YouTube fitness comment thing enough where it's like, I could say, no, it's perfectly healthy for you. And somebody like, well, but there are lots of other healthy protein choices. Like, I don't think, I don't understand why you would have to eat salmon every single day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you two may enjoy fathead, uh, fathead as it touches on the history of uh, how special interest groups convinced. Yeah. I think that's on our list. Crystal, yeah, Crystal's so. got a long list of these. Um, let's see. Just got done with my second gym session. Good for you, yes. Abraham. Good for you. I'd love to see Alan's reaction to the humor in, in fact head. I, I absolutely, we'll probably, we'll try to watch it. I'll look into it. I might already have it saved. I'll check. I find a way to have two fig Newtons every day, a day, but I am nowhere near overweight. I don't see an issue with that. Like, especially fig Newton, you know, you're eating in portion. Yeah. As long as it's eating in portion, having it every day, maybe towards the end of the day, even especially, you know, figs too. Mm. I like just dried figs because I love 
fig newtons too. And um, I started just getting dried figs because the thing that I like about fig newtons is the fig part. And so I don't really care about the cookie portion of it. So for me, I just like the dried figs. So that's what I do now. Yeah, you're not big in cookies at all. I'm not a big sweets person. No. Is there a healthcare provider that provides low cost assuming you pass a health exam? Not that I know. Not that I know. Not in America. There's no low cost sh any health care shit in America, if you ask me. Um, I would just imagine, not that I know of, and I worked, even before when I worked in healthcare, there wasn't. I worked in healthcare and we had arguably some of the worst healthcare insurance I fucking ever mm -hmm. saw. <laughs> fucking so annoying. My schizophrenia med meds cost uh, in, uh, in the $3,000 range a month. That's fucking crazy talk. I mean, that's a lot. Especially for something like schizophrenia, as long as, I mean, you got to be careful because they do misdiagnose people with schizophrenia all the fucking time. Um, and they, oftentimes, it's been shown that they put them on meds that actually exacerbate their condition. So just be careful. But it's like that, like bipolar, like some, some people absolutely need these medications. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think that the pharmaceutical industry has no benefit. I just think that it is in like very seriously, they have too much control over the healthcare industry and they are not trying to cure anybody. Like schizophrenia is uncurable. There's going to be the, the, the maintenance of it. There's just is for, for your own benefit, you know, but diabetes, they don't tell you to fucking, they just tell you if you eat more sugar to inject yourself with more fucking insulin. Do you think chromium picolinate can help uh, for diabetes and help with insulin resistance? Thank you. Uh, Chromax is an amazing patented ingredient that is uh, in several uh, several ingredient uh, several supplements that has been shown. It's just a you know it's just a version of chromium picolinate, but it's been shown to help with waist circumference, uh, glycemic response, all sorts of stuff too. Especially when you put chromium picolinate or Chromax uh, in conjunction with uh, a few new few new ones, you'll be hearing about it soon. So. But uh, yes, it can actually, it can, it can help with, of course, it can help with it. There's been tons and tons and tons of study done on, on chromium picolinate. Now, is it some sort of miracle? There's nothing a miracle. Nothing works unless you do. To steal a line from Mark, nothing works unless you do, you know? <laughs> Boom! No, sorry. <laughs> he said goddamn the other day at the end of one of his. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> I see you, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. Mark can take whatever fuck he wants on me shit. I, by the way, I still keep getting people... Like I, I saw, I saw some people from the, you know, from my past before 2020, uh, bitching about me, me associate with Mark. I just want to let all you motherfuckers know, cause I know you watch every little thing I do. You can suck my dick. You can fuck off. So, uh, Mark, Mark is a fucking real person trying to help people who fucking wasn't afraid to fucking, uh, speak his mind and wasn't fucking stupid enough to think that fucking putting facial diapers on your goddamn face and taking experimental therapy was going to be better than fucking just being healthy. So if you, uh, anybody, anybody, I'm going to be honest, anybody can say whatever fuck they want, make videos about me. That's all fucking good. Please do. Please fucking do. I look forward to you looking stupid because I told you so. Anyway. Uh, heart problems running my family. One of the biggest reasons why I decided to change my lifestyle. Brent, Brian, you are doing a great fucking job. I believe Brian's down 150 something fucking pounds. You're doing an amazing job. Uh, chips first, uh, one great, but diminishing returns. Uh, it soon becomes mechanical. Put the next one in the empty bag. Just do them by Richard. We do. Uh, we have a mandolin, which we slice potatoes thin. We have an air fryer, and the basket on the air fryer is only so big, right? Yeah. So if you, we were talking a little earlier about making stuff from scratch, mm -hmm. right? 
So I occasionally make her potato chips, you know, because she likes them and everything like that. And uh, we'll mandolin them out to a deep, you know, and then dry them off and then salt them up, oil them up with normally I've been using either Amish butter uh, or uh, I'll use bacon, uh, rendered bacon fat. And the the rendered bacon fat is pretty fucking banging too. And then I put them in the air fryer for like 25 minutes and they crisp up really, really nice. And that way it's a small portion to have. And if you have a problem with that yourself, that way you can't, you like, you have to put the work into making more. You can't just Mm -hmm. keep making them and making, making them. I was being sarcastic. I did not mean that. I, I was wondering. Uh, critical thinking is a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. Between free, between uh, free people and slaves, I fucking completely, completely agree. Critical thinking is dead. Anybody that thought that a fucking piece of cloth that you fucking hold in your pocket by your penis was gonna fucking <laughs> was gonna somehow prevent you from getting sick is pretty fucking stupid. Completely lacking critical thinking. How's your second book coming along? Slowly. Because I have ADHD and I keep fucking rewriting shit. I'll go back and rewrite a chapter, go back and rewrite a chapter. But I am going to finish that motherfucker very soon. I'm not going to give a date. <laughs> I was trying to make it like 200 pages. It's probably going to be like 100 pages, uh, which is going to be plenty. We're uh, working on it. And we're working on it, yeah. I mean, it's fucking, I got to be real. Sometimes it's hard, you know. A huge section of this book too, by the way, and the reason why, it's, why I think it's hard. Those of you that read the first book, know that I just kind of vomited that shit onto a fucking page, right? I mean, it is, it, it sounds like me talking, the swear words or everything like that. This book is not going to have as many swear words. There's really only going to be swearing in the case study section. And anybody that read the last book knows that the case studies were done by uh, our, some of our first clients that allowed us to use their stories. We changed the names and all like that. Um, the case study for this one is me. So uh, it is me from... Uh, the start of, you know, kind of, kind of YouTube, uh, from, you know, eating myself stronger to then up to current time. And the problem is I decided to add the current time onto it because I think it's more telling about the actual hunger management method. And, and I think that's just really, really, really important. And I'm including some science about no morbidity and, and our, and product too, you know, in it too, because I think that that's really, really important. You know, before 2020, Crystal and I were not supplement people because I'm going to sneeze. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I knew it was coming. It was still like so jarring. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Um, uh, I'm still, and I, I mean, Mark, and Mark knows I feel this way. I'm still not a, sup, a performance supplement person. Like, I don't need pre-workout. The, the ember, to me, that somebody, uh, that, that uh, I said somebody showed that was one of my consultations earlier. Uh, Ember uh, uh, from Ambrosia, which is another appetite suppressant. It's their high stim one. I'll take a half in the morning and half before my workouts. That's just pretty much as all I get. The rest of the supplements I take, however, now are very, very geared towards uh, preventative health and wellness. And I believe that that's where the supplement industry should have gone. Do I think performance supplements are a necessity? No, I really, honestly, I fucking don't. Like, I mean, especially like the test boosters and stuff like that. Do I believe some of them can work if they have a patented ingredient in it that's shown to work? Fucking go to it, right? But I just don't think that for the vast majority of people, that sort of thing is absolutely necessary. I think before you would do something like that, it should be very supplemental, meaning like you are hitting on all cylinders, your nutrition, your sleep, your hydration, everything like that, right? 
But when it comes to health supplements, I think it, I, I, the way, especially the way our food uh, system works right now, I think you almost have to supplement at least vitamin D. Uh, the, RDA, the RDA recommendations for vitamin D is 600 IUs for an adult male, 600, and adult female, 600 IUs. When all the literature shows that 5,000 to 10,000 IUs is what you should actually be taking in every, every single day to make sure that you are staying in an anti-inflammatory state, you're staying in a low inflammatory state, helping prevent cytokine storms, stuff like that. I don't think that, uh, I, 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 you know, I used to, before I did my research as well, um, I kind of slept on the concept of making sure you got good, wholesome, Ayurvedic-based medications and the supplement industry is based on Ayurvedic medicine. Like the wellness portion of the supplement industry is based on Ayurveda, which is uh, like kind of ancient herbal medicine that these herbs with uh, modern techniques of extracting the active, uh, the active and uh, the beneficial portions of them, it's important like uh, oregano oil. I'm gonna be doing a video on oregano oil because oregano oil has been shown to be very fucking good. St. John's wort is supposed to be, is shown to be amazing for, for depression. Like there's so many things that are like, have science behind them that are just viewed in different ways. And they're going to be including a lot of that in there too. Like, because a lot of what crystal has me do is not just no morbidity and not just uh, product two and not just the, the stuff from ambrosia. A lot of what she has me do is based on like very serious preventative healthcare uh, to keep my inflammation down as low as possible. I have arthritis. I, I, I had, I, I still have arthritis technically, but I would have had like kind of crippling arthritis when I lived in Pittsburgh. I was having a hard time getting upstairs and shit like that. And then, I mean, I'm fucking, I can goddamn go right now. Like when I like go, like when I was 25 years old, go, you know? And it's because of, I think the foods we ingest, the sleep that she makes sure I get and things like that. Plus all like vitamin D and saffron and uh, oregano oil, like so many, so many good things, you know, but it's coming soon. Let me answer your question. Uh, da, da, da. I need that coffee cake recipe. She's going to sell it for $4,000. <laughs> we are going to have, we're going to, we're going to do, we're going to do an anabolic keto book. It's going to be $250. And one of the secret ingredients is going to be the, uh, the sweat off my head. <laughs> It'll be sold separately. And, and then that's how that's, that's literally how that stupid that fucking sounds. If you want that, that recipe or other recipes, a lot of that stuff is on our, is in our hunger management support group. You can join, I believe, I, I don't know if she's put it in there yet, but. I did a while ago, but I'll add it again. Yeah. So you can get the book and get, uh, become a member of the hunger management support group. Or you can just get coaching. If you know your lifestyle is completely fucked and you need help. <laughs> I'm telling you, the holiday seasons are coming. A lot of people fucking have a hard time. Hard, hard time. I hate leftovers. Everything is so much better fresh and that I end up uh, overeating because I want to waste it, but I don't want it to leftover. I, I fucking love some leftovers. I repurposed. So I, I cooked, a, I pan seared steak in bacon fat the other, the other night, right? We ate some of it. I wasn't feeling really good. So I just repurposed it and made it into a, like I sliced it really thin and made it into a saute. Mm -hmm. I also like when I cook extra steak, a lot of times I'll just slice it really, really, really thin and I'll dip it in mustard as a, as a, uh, uh, as a treat. 
The thing I like to do too with leftovers is I add a fresh garnish to it. So like I love cilantro, so I'll mince up cilantro and green onions. And like, if I'm having chili, I put that on top of the chili or tacos or whatever it is, you know, I, if it's Italian food, then I'll put some fresh basil on it. So depending on what I'm eating, I switch up the fresh garnish to go on top so that it has that like Mm -hmm. kind of tastes and feels like I just made it even though it's leftovers. Yeah. I mean, she, we, we change up the flavors and everything. Like we've, we eat the same 20 fucking ingredients. I mean, for real. But I love it. <laughs> we eat the same 20 ingredients. Like today or tomorrow, probably tomorrow, we're going to put a pork butt into the Instapot with oranges that we just got today with some cilantro, some other stuff that she does. She's going to whip it up together. We're going to put it in there as a marinade. We're going to let it cook to the point where it just kind of falls the fuck apart. We're going to take the bone out of that motherfucker. And we're going to use the bone to make stock with. I'm going to render the fat off the fat cap of it so we have some pork fat to to, uh, to cook stuff in. And then we're going to eat the, the pork for a couple of days. And then what's left of the pork, I'll pour some beans in, fill the rest up with some some of the pork broth that we have left over from making the, the bone broth out of the, out of the pork bone. And then we'll make beans. And that like, But we can do them in different flavors. Like sometimes we'll do chili beans. Sometimes we'll do beef beans. Like it's just different, you know? Anyway, I love how we eat. And I mean, love it. So love it, love it. I'm not heavy at all, but uh, that's not a reason to eat badly. My problem is I want to walk. I, I want to walk more, but I have severe arthritis in my knees. Uh, I have to walk with a cane. I am sorry to hear that. And if you have pools, in, yeah, yes, I have two pools in my community. I would get in the pool. Yeah. I would get in the pool. Um, there's no sense of putting yourself through pain like that. I got to be real. You spending time and activity in the pool um, will likely help you. You should very, very, very much Watch the movie uh, that we just watched. If you have arthritis, you should be eating as low inflammatory foods as possible. It'll help you stay away from sugar like it's the plague. Uh, I have found that the negative negative feelings uh, after high sugar food last way longer. Yep, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Hey, guys, I don't always catch you live, but love your work. I've been trying to get my friend to work out. But she says she can't because she has polycystic ovaries and she's really stubborn. The, with the ovaries, I don't... Well, I would say this. The traditional like working out isn't for everyone. Some mm-hmm. people uh, enjoy different types of activity. So there's a difference between like doing that and just being more active. Um, chair yoga is great and it's a way to be more active without, um, having to move around too much, you know, and it can be taken at her own pace. Um, just going for a walk, mm-hmm. uh, maybe time in a pool, you know, it depends on like what type of activity that person likes to do and try to like meet them where they're at, yeah. you know, very what she said. Uh, Atlanta airport was like a morbidly obese convention. Chicago is pretty bad. Chicago is fucking scary, scary. Uh, I keep fruit in my house constantly. Nature's candy. Absolutely. Especially you can fucking dry some of it out too. And the air and the, so good. Dehydrated. Um, do you think three steaks every day is okay for health? Are they four ounce steaks? Are they 12 ounce steaks? Are they one ounce steaks? Uh, what type of steak is it? What type of health are you starting from? Um, what, you know, what else are you eating with the steak? 
How old are you? <laughs> like. <laughs> if it's, I mean, what, what's the rest? What's, you know, what, 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 what's your goals for, for your health? Like, are you like, I mean, do I think it's okay for health? Silly. <laughs> silly. I, I, I don't even know if that's a trolling comment. If so, the trolls have gotten really fucking weak. Really fucking just kind of fucking sad. Uh, at what BMI are you chronically inflamed? What, uh, what does chronic inflammation do to you? There's not really a BMI to be chronically inflamed. And chronic inflammation means you are systemically inflamed. Throughout, you know, there's inflammation markers in your joints, your blood. Um, it's, it has a high antioxidant load, basically, or high uh, free radical load. Uh, antioxidants take care of free radicals. It's bad for your arteries. It's bad for your lungs. If you're chronically inflamed and you get a cold, like, I don't know, like a new novel virus that's not really, that is almost of no danger to healthy people under the age of 65, like less dangerous to healthy people under the age of 65 than the seasonal flu. If you are in a chronic inflammatory state, that shit could take you the fuck out as if you were an elderly person, shit like that. There's also a problem that foods are foods that are high in carbohydrate are omnipresent in the U.S. market. <clears throat> it's because they want you sick. My husband started Nomo with me because once I started Nomo and stopped snacking, he he started realizing that he, that uh, how much he was snacking and needed to help. That's fucking awesome, area. We're very 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 happy. I'm fucking. I'm taking a picture of the one. Thank you. I like that one. Really good. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Boom. Ow! Awesome sauce just stabbed me. A Coca-Cola can uh, is teaspoons of sugar. Uh, this scares me. Please take it back. Like fucking 10 teaspoons of sugar. Most research on these conditions is funded by the corporations that make the medications exactly. Read the labels. Yep. You the know. labels are fucking scary. I'm going to scroll down to a little bit, little bit farther. Um, oops, sorry, baby. I didn't mean to kick you. Uh, both my parents and my sister are super morbidly obese with a myriad of health issues. You both keep me motivated to stay healthy and slim size. Mega, mega twat. <laughs> Great name. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. Good job, mega twat. <laughs> we appreciate your support, mega twat. Love it. Fucking love it. Uh, initially hated being gluten-free. I love it now. I, I hated it initially too, but I fucking love it now. It's just, I mean... It's just such a physical difference, you know? <laughs> Man, how on this planet did you get that lady? That's very it's nice. It's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> just well, you are really funny, I mean, but... <laughs> I just blew your headset. Sorry. Oh, the sneeze, probably. <laughs> Have you ever eaten Harvest Snaps? They're baked green beans. I don't, I don't know. We don't eat that kind of stuff, like snacks like that too no. much. I love cooking with oregano oil and apple cider vinegar. Oregano oil is amazing for you. Amazing, amazing for you. Let's see. I microdose for depression and anxiety, and it's blended with St. John's Wort and uh, Chaga Root and a few others. So many medicines are in nature. Yeah. I mean, nature, there's something in nature for everything. Like, I'm just like, like, for real. Like, what we got coming for blood sugar and insulin sensitivity and inflammation and stuff like that. I mean, as proud as we are of no morbidity, I'm going to be just as proud of product too. 
Like we, I, I'm, we're dedicated. I'm telling you, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I mean, we are dedicated to helping out. We give all, all this. We try to, I try to give supporting information on everything. I try to just, even if you're not going to buy the supplements, here's how I think you should eat. I mean, I'm telling you, but if you have a hard time controlling your hunger, it is not a matter of sticking to a diet. Okay. It is not, you have to change your lifestyles. You absolutely need to change your lifestyles. You cannot possibly think that if you, if you are barely, if you are struggling to keep weight off right now, what is going to happen when you get older? Okay. Like you need to come up with a sustainable method to keep weight off. You need to change your habits. You need to open your mind to the reality that there are foods in your life that if you are struggling to lose weight, struggling to keep it off, that you are going to have to radically change your relationship with. We develop these things to help people get control of that and then move on to trying to change those habits. You can do it without it. I did like, I, I, I honestly, I, Crystal had me changing my behaviors way before I went on no morbidity, way before. That's what the hunger management method is. And we talk, we talk about it at length all the time. But I will tell you that for me, especially for, for having a you know, problem with binge eating, it is way easier to not have to feel the actual physical state of hunger. It doesn't stop me from craving food. It doesn't stop me from like, man, I can really go for something sweet. I say it, say it fairly often. Like that's a mental craving, you know? I don't have like sugar rushes. I don't have glycemic responses from the, from the, from the other ingredients I take. And I'm, I don't really have stomach hunger. And I feel full much faster. I feel full much, much on much smaller portion of food, right? But it's not that I still don't like, if, if, I, if I ate like shit and didn't get hydration in and didn't get good sleep, it, wouldn't, it would, still wouldn't work. I'd still be unhealthy and I'd still eat too much. Anyway. I have to take no morbidity at recommended time. I have to take no morbidity at recommended time. The ashwagandha, ashwagandha knocks me out. That's good. Good, good, good. Some people it does, some people it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Scrolling down, we're at well over an hour. Also resting enough. Exactly. Mm -hmm. After rest a year is no... so important. Yep. Rest is super, super, super important. Anyway, Mr. And Mrs. Roberts, I'm glad to report that I'm down 5.5 kilograms on my first bottle. No morbidity. That's amazing. That's amazing. Great job. I love that one. That's fucking excellent. I love it. Uh, let's, uh, just from some of the hints you've given, I should be able to replace a couple of my supplements with product too. It's so good. So good. <laughs> What's the video for next week? I forget the name of it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, I could go check real quick. Yeah. Okay. I'll be right back. <laughs> She's going to be right back, and then we're going to be done. That's okay, baby. That is awesome, Zachary. Zarash, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. 11 pounds in the first month. That is out fucking standing. Back in early 2020, I got into fitness. Gyms were closed for the most part, but it didn't uh, hold me back from running outside, discovering what my body is capable of at 23. Wish I would have done it in my late teens. Great for you. Great for you. Water with a meal snack has been a game changer. Learning what actual hunger is also very important stuff, guys. Very, very, very important stuff. Um, let's see here. I wanted to point out one more time. People can join the app right here, or here is our monthly coaching. Uh-oh. Okay. 
So we are going to, let me see if I can find it for you guys too, real quick. Is that it? Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, let's see, you can watch it on Tubi? Yep. Okay. Oops. Give me one second here, guys. Yeah, it won't let me if I'm not logged in. It's a fucking jerk like that anyway. Yeah, here's what I'm gonna do. So here's what it looks like. That's smart, honey, thank you. Oops. And then sometimes there are other places that you can find it too, and I'll, I'll check. I just haven't had a chance to check yet where else we can find it. Yeah, so, and I will make the thumbnail for it and the event and everything like that, and I'll put that, I'll put that in, the, in the comments just so everybody can see, and we'll go from there. So, uh, thank you very much for your videos and what you do. Sorry about my jokes. No, don't be sorry. I, just, I was just wondering. So, <laughs> this is an important channel. It helps me a lot. I very, very, thank oh, you very much. That. We appreciate it. Started running again. Is it normal to only run three times a week when just starting? If that's what you if you're enjoying doing it, that's what that's what you're doing. So, yeah. thank you for making the products and being the man you are. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Is fuck being fat available on audiobook? No, and here's why. In order for it to be on audiobook, for them, first of all, fuck Amazon because they wouldn't allow us to put the fucking uh, ads on our book anymore. That's one of the reasons why we pulled it from there, and we just decided to sell it right off our web, uh, right off our app, right? But they want you to say it verbatim. And that's not how I, I just, I cannot do it. I, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, 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 I wish I could. I cannot. I can't. And it wouldn't be the same having someone else read. No, it just wouldn't be the same. <laughs> it would be great if you read it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. All right, guys, we're about an hour and 15 in. Thank you all very much. We appreciate you motherfuckers to a great degree. Thank you again for joining me, baby. Yes, I love you. I, lo I, love, I love this uh, thing. So next week is... Uh, toxic beauty, and it is literally, and this is this is an important one. I suggest that you uh, uh, set your watches to watch, like for real. Like I, I want everybody to really check this out because it does talk about the chemicals in the beauty industry, mm -hmm. and I am a big advocate for this. I wanted to leave this with with, uh, with with one with one like little thing about this, right? I encourage my wife not to dye her hair. I encourage her not to wear makeup. I encourage her to do all these things because I really love this woman, right? I love you with all my heart. And I really, gentlemen or ladies out there, if your significant other wears makeup, encourage them not to. Like, I mean, I understand why she does for things like this because it is almost socially unacceptable for a woman to show up on camera uh, without makeup on and I just, I, I'm proud of her and happy that she joins me for these things because um, she does not need to. She's the brains behind everything we do. Um, she literally helped like makes the fucking engine go, you know? So this is, th th this is, this is kind of my portion of what we do. Like is I swear into a camera by the, the shit she tells me to do. And I just try to keep myself in good shape. And then I try to like, think outside the box and I do the more like re read the reading of the studies bullshit and the math stuff, you know, but she does not need to do this, but I appreciate her coming on. And I don't like, I encourage all of you go watch that documentary and then tell me if you think you should have your significant other wearing makeup all the time, because if you really love that person, 
it's not about their appearance. Don't get me wrong. You should find them attractive, but, uh, and it's not just makeup though. It's mm -hmm. shampoos and soaps and stuff. It's deodorants, it's deodorants. It, it's bad. And, um, I've, think it's really interesting too. I'm looking forward to watching this documentary because in the description they say how these companies know that these chemicals are dangerous and they put them in their products anyway, you know, and most of the time people as consumers, we have no idea, you know, mm -hmm. what these chemicals are going to do to us if they're in our shampoo, for example, you know, mm -hmm. so I, I think it's really important for us all to watch it. It doesn't just apply to women, you know, men use shampoo and soaps and deodorants too, you know. Soaps are unavoidable. Like what would be the alternative? There's natural, there's, there's literally plants that you can use that excrete stuff that, that, that you can, that you could do it. But there's also way other more natural ways to fucking get clean than a bunch of chemicals on you. I mean, what, what do you think people did before the chemicals? You know, like, uh, I mean, it, this is all very new to us. Like our world, when it comes to how much, how much chemicals we put on and in our body has changed so quickly in the last 20 to 30 years, even like 20, like 40, the last 40 years have seen us just literally just a massive acceleration in the, the chemicals we ingest and things like that, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing that we have to remember, like the soaps that we're using now are not anything like the soaps that were being no. used, you know, like you said, like 40 years ago there, mm -hmm. it's completely different, yeah. you know, and th that's what you could say about our food right now too. Yeah. You know, the food we're eating now is nothing like the food that people had access to like 40, 50 years ago, yeah. you know? So we have to keep that in mind when we use these you know, personal care products. And when we buy our foods, we have to be more mindful and think about what's in our food and what's in these items that we buy, like soaps and shampoos and toothpaste and all of it, you know? This person's uh, scary. I wonder how many undiscovered carcinogens are out there. Mm -hmm. That Undiscovered, they just put carcinogens in shampoo and shit. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it's like, there's a lot, like ones that are labeled as natural, have have stuff in them that are that are not good for you and, and they're not natural you know and like it is like again like at some point in time like you take a step back and you look at all of it the way we eat is horrible the food pyramid the, the food pyramid literally tells all everybody in the united states to eat 11 portions of processed food of processed grains a day Un, un, it's unrealistic, you know, it is aimed at ill health. And then you have that. And then you have no focus on prevent on prevention for 90% of like a good 80% of the chronic illness that clogs the healthcare system because they make money from that. And then the pharmaceutical industry makes money from that. And then we somehow think that the, like that, the, chemicals and stuff like that we put on our bodies to wash our faces and for women to dye their hair like like put nail polish on like so much of this stuff is just like this is we need to as a people wake up and realize that vanity is going to kill off our fucking society in many many ways and then vanity has gotten to the point now where people just want to be called pretty and beautiful no matter what 
I find like it's, my, it's one of my big things with the body positivity movement. If body positivity was about trying to be healthy, treating your body very positively, and you, you know, you you should you should think I'm beautiful if I dye my hair or not, or if I wear makeup or not. That's body positivity to me. But all the like when you see somebody screaming about how that you should find them gorgeous if just they're 400 pounds while they're applying three pounds of makeup, we've lost the fucking plot. You know, so anyway, I could go on for hours, especially with her sitting here next to me, because you know, that's where I want, want her to be at all times. So I love you very much. Thank you all for coming. And we will see you. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow at 1 p.m. I don't know what I'm going to talk about yet. I'm going to put the I'm going to sit down here uh, and make the thumbnail and everything like that and get the fucking video for next week up. Goddamn. Thank you. Bye.